Good. So here's what it's going to look like. Uh, I told each of the quote unquote panelists, uh, they have like five to 10 minutes to share. I gave them a little bit, kind of some target topics to, to think about and talk about. And then after they're done, we're going to have some Q and A and we're just going to roll with it. So, um, let's start, um, with, the, with the new, the newlyweds. It's still your first year. So you're still newlyweds, but let's start with the Zenses <laughs> and then we'll go Carol. And then, uh, Mitch is going to close us up at the end here. So. Great. Allison will go first. Here we go. All right, let me quick. The last thing I'll say really fast before you guys, I can get to you guys a little bit better than I did. Um, the point of tonight is not, <laughs> is that actually just get you thinking. I'm sure you're, you're graduating. So you've been thinking about graduating for a while. You thought about the questions and where you're going to live and like you probably have some momentum in your life right now and where that's heading. And the point of this is not to um, like, point out any errors in your thinking so far, but it's really to enhance uh, your experience. You're thinking, uh, what does the Lord help you under ask questions like, what does the Lord do in my life? Um, what do I value? And trying to get some wisdom from some other people who are, who have succeeded um, in kind of launching out of college. That's why these four people are here. They all, um, the Lord worked in their life powerful way in college, but it didn't stop there. Um, they actually took it out into their lives and will continue to be generous, continue to see fruit in their uh in their early and mid 20s so that's why these people are here they have a lot to offer and it's just a helpful tool for you guys as you um take your college and college education and take it into the world so here we go zenses take it away there we are okay one second Cool. Let me know if you ever can't hear us or see us. Um, so yeah, for me, um, I guess kind of, uh, I just want to talk about where I was at when I was graduating college, what I was looking for in my post-grad life, and then a little bit about how, what community and mission looks like for us now. Um, and again, this, everyone's not in the same boat. Um, we all know that Lord's leading us all in ways that, um, are for our own heart, so he might be pursuing you in a different way. Um, but where I was at uh, at the end of college was basically uh, college was a time when God really set up for me key foundations for my life, um, and I was able to eventually articulate that into um, um, into the pillars of prayer, community, and commitment. Um, so those were things that really like household information honed in together, prayer, community, commitment. And those are things that I'm like, I'm going to run with those for the rest of my life. So those kind of were things that helped me make the decisions. Um, so, and I wanted to like keep building on to those things. So then after college, asking the question of what is the best environment for these pillars to keep growing? Um, and I kind of dabbled in, should I be living at home? Should I live with roommates? Should I live with a family? Kind of get a glimpse of what family life may look like. Um, and basically, yeah, realized that Jesus had done some major breakthrough in my life in college. And for me, whenever I went home, like with my parents and stuff, it was very easy for me to revert back to old habits, um, laziness, sloth, 
selfishness. Um, not saying that's how everyone is when they go home. Maybe your home live home situation is great and a great place to keep growing. But for me, um, it was, I thought it would be best to live with other women, other young adult women. So I lived with four other girls who were in formation, part of SPO, um, for a year. And then at the same time was preparing to get married. So that was, um, yeah, a good environment to keep growing. Um, so then a little bit about, uh, community. Um, basically my advice is to be intentional in seeking community because I don't wait for it to come to you. Um, you know, they're like, there's not missionaries on campus who are reaching out for reaching out to you. It's, you have to find it yourself. So not only to, uh, to be intentional, but also to be patient because relationships take a while to form. Um, and yeah, we've all seen a lot, many of us have experienced rich community in SPO. And that was one of the three pillars for me, community and realized how important that was to um, keep running with other Catholics. Um, what communities looked like for Jonathan and I, uh, we are, this is our second year being affiliates with Cornerstone, which some of you may know, it's a, um, group of young adults and families, uh, living their life as disciples for the Lord. Um, and yeah, if you want more info about Cornerstone, let me know. Um, but that's kind of where we have, uh, found our community right now. Um. And then how we are on mission, um, for, let me think. So basically my advice for mission is go where the people are that you're reaching out to. So Jonathan was in PT school and he felt called to be on mission to his PT classmates. So we decided to start going to mass where some of his classmates start going to, started going to mass. So over time that's involved into, there's actually a really rich community at, the parish we've been going to, St. Christopher's in Grandview, and it basically all stemmed from um, his PT classmates were there, were like, let's go there, and then uh, there's a men's group that has started on Mondays, there's a women's group that started on Wednesdays, um, and so God basically blew us out of the water in regards to mission. We just followed one step of going where the PT classmates were, and uh, he's done a lot. Um, yeah, I think that's everything for me. Um, just before I get started, just to kind of get an idea, how many people are going to, uh, continuing their education next year? Can you like raise your hand to people? Okay. How, and is anybody going to a totally new, um, city or place where they don't know a lot of people or a job or anything? two, three, four. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's just helpful to know because it can be, it can just look really different based on if you're um, staying in the same city or going to a new city. Um, Allison touched on relationships. They definitely take time to establish. Um, I mean, it's similarities to freshman year of college where you don't, where you feel like you don't know anyone and you want all of these incredible relationships that you had in high school um to happen all of a sudden but that's just not how things work they uh they take time um 
So I think for me, the biggest, I, when, when we were, Allison and I were talking about this and just reflecting on life after college, um, and I was just wondering, asking the question of like, why do some people seem to like do really well with the transition? And then some people seem to just like kind of fade off and disappear. And I remember as being like a student in SPO, I was always like, really bothered by the fact or by the thought that there would be people like living in household or people living or like missionaries or anybody who would just like, wow, they seem like so on fire now, but then like, you know, 10 years down the road from now, they're like, do they still believe in the supernatural? Like, do they still like follow the Lord? Do they still do these things? And I was always like really bothered by how that could happen. And I think that it happens by, a bunch of very small, I don't give a crap moments throughout the day, throughout the week. Um, and when you're in college, it's really like you're, it's really easy to live a really holy life um, because you're surrounded, you're in this environment that's really, really strong. And you're surrounded by people your age who are um, pushing you towards these things. And, um, and so like the faith, the, like the spiritual life can, it just like works really well. Like, SPO works really well. Formation works well. Household works well. Um, and so when you're taken out of that, uh, it's a lot easier to give in to those. I don't give a crap moments. And then one moment turns into another moment. Um, and then pretty soon, you know, everything is focused around comfort and there's not a lot of growth and, uh, things, the spiritual life seems like a nice accessory to have on the outside, but, um, not the, uh, shout out to the Bethel bros. Uh, um, but, uh, so yeah, I think that's definitely something that, um, I've experienced is, um, just recognizing that, uh, you have to be a lot more aware in, in the world, um, when you're not in college. Um, Allison touched on community. Um, one thing that, that we were kind of aware of is, uh, maybe like a beware kind of saying is beware of the Catholic um, groups that are more like social clubs than spiritual growth or spiritual formation. Um, not to say that there's anything wrong. Like, I mean, definitely like we need to obviously have social relationships and whatnot, but Alice and I just remember like encountering a couple um, young adult things where it was just like purely social and, uh, like there was no like mention of like the gospel or sharing of being on mission or like reaching out to the community, but it was just like comfortable people to spend time with. And um, I think that can be, uh, that could be like an easy thing to fall into where, where you're not um, surrounded by brothers and sisters uh, in the same way that you are in college. Um so yeah, like for me, I, I know a couple of people are going to school or going to a new environment. Um, I was, we were, we were engaged um, during my first, right when I got into PD school. Um, so there was a lot of, it was a pretty busy time. Um, the first semester or two semesters of PT school are the most intense and most challenging. So um, I really wanted to spend more time with my classmates and I really like, I mean, I wish that I did, but I also like just looking back at the situation I was in, I don't think that there was any way that I could have. Um, so things that I tried, um, it worked out really well in like 
uh, I think Allison said it really well, is just like going where the people are. Um, Cause it's kind of unique in college where you have all of these people and like, they just come to you and um, everybody's pretty similar. Everybody's the same age. And um, so it's like really easy to reach out to people. So I think it's a really awesome opportunity um, with like the young adult population is that a lot of people are, there's like, you're just going to meet a lot of really cool people and a lot of exciting people. And um, you know, you'll make new friends and everything. And um, it's a cool opportunity to like be creative in mission and um, just like kind of think about like, okay, where do I have social connection or social capital with people and how can, like, can Jesus come into that area? Um, and that's, that's like kind of what happened with, uh, with our PT program. Um, like I didn't, we, we got a small group going eventually and, um, I didn't really feel, but even though we had like a small group going and like people were getting to know each other and we were like talking about God and reading the Bible and all this stuff, like it really wasn't until my second year that I like actually felt like I had relationships with these people. Um, so just like a word of encouragement of like, that's totally okay. And that's totally normal. Like, it, but if you're working with your coworkers, like it just takes time and like, don't freak out. Like you're not doing anything wrong. Um, it's just, you know, it's just slower. And, um, so that's nothing to be worried about. Um, and yeah, I, I think I'll just, I'll just kind of, well, let me see if I have anything else here. Um, yeah. yeah, I think I'll just end with like the, the comfortability thing. Um, yeah, like there were, there was like, I've definitely fallen into it where it's just like the Lord, like prompts me to do something or like is convicting me about something. And it's like, if I was in household, then there would be like guys who would be like, yeah, like you should go and you know doing all this thing but like you know it's different living when when you're out of college so um there's just like all these opportunities to either go outside of your comfort zone or to take a step for mission or to you know build your life in the in gospel ways um and so just like an encouragement that like if those if doing those things feels harder then that's normal and uh not to get freaked out, um, but just do it. And um, yeah, you guys will like, there's just been like a lot of ways that like the transition into marriage was like really smooth for us. And a lot of that was um, a lot of that was just because of like how, like having the formation and the habits, it was like, we were so blessed by like the years of undergrad. Um, So there's like a lot of opportunity in the postgraduate years, um, and then change also. Um, but yeah, I, I guess that's it. Awesome. Well done. Yeah. So if you have questions, please write them down. We're going to have a chance to have those, to ask those at the end here, but well done Zinzes. Appreciate your witness. You guys are both crushing it. Um, they kind of downplayed some of the mission that they're doing, but they have like, Zins has a Bible study in his, with his PT group. And Allison has like, I don't know, like 
10 plus girls at the house for a Bible study every week um, from all over Columbus. So they're, they're crushing it. They're leaders, they're influencers, and it, their advice is great. Like those crazy, those great things that are happening just because they were present to the people and look for ways to be generous and then just fall back on comfort. So great stuff, Zenzes. Thanks for sharing some wisdom. Uh, next is Carol Schindler. Take it away, Carol. Hi. Um, okay, so the Zen said a lot of stuff that I was also would have said as well. So I'll try to say a few different things. Um, I think in college, I got a really clear understanding of who I was and who I wanted to be, right? I wanted to be a Christian. I wanted to lay down my life for the Lord. I wanted community. I wanted to be close to him. Um, and it's really important when you're kind of in the, the normal world to know who you are and to know what you want. Um, because there's a lot out there. Uh, I have a very secular job at the hospital and like the, I mean, people's lives are nuts. People are going through like crazy suffering. People do crazy things, you know, all, all of this stuff is going on. Um, and so for me, it's super important to know, like, what am I doing? Who am I? What am I here for? Um, I think college gave me a really good foundation in that and like always returning back to prayer. Um, like every day, okay, Jesus, why am I going to work? Jesus, why, why am I doing these things? And so then I, uh, it's a lot easier to be a light when you just like are living your life, you know, you just like, this is who I am. And so people like, don't feel like you're judging them and they feel like freedom to ask questions. Cause they're just like, Oh, okay. Like I, <laughs> when I forget, I was, when Ethan and I were engaged, I was talking to some work and they were like, so like when you guys get married, are you going to move in to together then? Like they just had never met someone that didn't live with their fiance. Like that was just to totally different world. Um, and so it's been cool just to be a witness to a different way to live. Uh, there was like a girl who I was talking to and um, she was planning on moving in with her boyfriend. And I was like, what did you ever think about not? Like, you can move down there and get your own apartment. It could be nice to have some time by yourself before then. And she was like, no, I never really thought that I could live on my own. Like, I never imagined that. You know, and so it's it's a big world out there. And we really have the chance to give people a different way to live. And I think that is so much of what you learn in college. But the point wasn't to learn it for college, right? The point was to learn it for the mission of the church and the mission of Jesus. And so that has been really cool just to give people a witness of, of another option, of another way to live. Um, but that comes from being really sure of what you're doing and really sure of who you are and what the Lord wants for you. Uh, so I would encourage you to really think about that. Like, why are you doing the things you can do, you're doing? And like, how can you just be, be comfortable doing it and be confident in what you're doing, right? Always be ready to give a reason for your hope. Um, and like that the habits in college are super important right praying every day taking care of yourself all of that like it matters for life there's a reason you do it in college it's for life you know um the other thing is we moved down to cincinnati when ethan started medical school and really in college felt like a little bit on top of the world um had a lot of good friends we're doing well spiritually all of these things and then we got to cincinnati in there there weren't a lot of people. I mean, there were a lot of people, but like a lot of just relationships of convenience. Um, nothing was really sticking. And 
Ethan and I really tried to like assert our will onto the situation. Like, okay, this is the way it should look and this is the way ministry should be. And that really was not their approach. Um, what we should have done is kind of like looked at what was there and asked the Lord, like, Lord, what makes sense here in Cincinnati with these people? Uh, I like really tried hard to get a small group going for a long time in Cincinnati. And it just like, there was no traction. And I should have just been like, hey, Jesus, it's not the right time and place. Like, there's something else. But always having confidence that like the Lord does have something for us and something really good. I remember talking to someone probably about a year and a half ago and someone who I thought would be a good friend and she is now but she was like yeah I don't think I'll ever have better friends than I had in college and I was like oh <laughs> like we peaked that was it great it's just downhill from here you know but that that isn't what the Lord has for us and like being really confident that the Lord has great things for us and just like life is a kind of a gift to unravel and trying to lean into what those things are and they might not be what you think they are you know it might not be exactly uh the way you think it looks and being okay with that because now like three years later like I'm leading this small group with the diocese that kind of came out of nowhere and is really life-giving and Ethan ended up in a married men's group that is really life-giving and we live in this like very anointed community um, it's like two married couples and their kids and we all pray together and eat together. And like, we couldn't have imagined that for ourselves, you know, we couldn't have planned that. And so you really have to lean into what is anointed and what the Lord is doing and, and not like force things aren't working. Uh, and it's just trusting him that he has something so good for us. You know, it definitely doesn't peak in college. That would be very unfortunate. College is great, but that would be super sad. Um, the other thing is I would encourage everyone to join a parish. I think it's super important because it just gives you, it gives you like some boundaries, like, okay, these, this is the place and these are the people and I'm going to try to do this. And I don't have to worry about like what is happening at St. Max and St. Matthew and the Newman Center and all this. Cause like, I'm just here doing this and this is what I'm going to try to do. And I think that has been really helpful. Um, and it's really cool to, to worship with people in the liturgy. And then like, those are the people you see in the week throughout your neighborhood. And those are the people that you're celebrating your birthdays with. And those, it's just really, it's, it's the way the church should be. And that has been a great blessing for us to really dive into. Like today, for instance, before this, we had like quarantine happy hour. We all went to the parish parking lot and like sat six feet apart and like brought our Miller High Life and drank it with Father Jamie. Um, just cause like, we all, this is like our spot. This is our community. This is our family. These are the people here, you know? And Cincinnati is like, very, like the East Side is very much a transplant city. So like everyone is like just alone without their family, you know? Um, so that has been such a blessing. Uh, and the last thing in terms of vocation, um, it's a lot easier for you are married to enter into deep relationships with people, with other women or other men, respectively. And so I would really encourage you to do that now. Um, it, it's definitely possible after it just gets a little harder and a little trickier. And so when you're married, other things are easier. Like it's easier to go into a new parish when you're married. It's easier to invite people over for dinner when you're married. Um, but it's easier to, to enter into deep friendship when you're single. It just is. 
you can live together, you can do all kinds of things. It's, it's great. Um, yeah, so that'd be my main encouragement. Join a parish, lean into what the Lord is doing, have humility, like, you don't know everything. You can't, like, assert your will onto situations. Ethan and I are really confident people. We can't make everything happen. You know, the Lord has to make things happen for us, uh, and just being confident in that. Um, and then the last thing is, a friend of mine were reflecting in, in, another, in terms of vocation, the people that we know that have had really hard transitions into marriage are the people that are not used to living in community. So I would encourage you, if you can, not to live by yourself. It will make marriage harder. Or the religious life either, because you're definitely in community and religious life. So that's what I got. Awesome. Good stuff, Carol. Father Jamie sounds like a dude. He is. <laughs> that's great. Um, yeah, I think Carol and her husband Ethan are also an example of people who, um, like Carol said, they like they make get stuff make stuff happen, um, which is one of the greatest strengths. But how they're able to like ask the Holy Spirit, Lord, what do you have for us here, and just see doors open. Um, like one example is just the, the awesome work they've done at the University of Cincinnati. Um, on top of everything they were talking about, they just helped um, start a household program and formation program there in just three years so it's amazing what the lord can do with just little yeah little yeses um some gifted people and uh some commitment yeah. so i would also sorry one more thing you have to be serving in some way like it doesn't have yeah. to be like particular mission but like with the poor or with your parish or some way like you have to be serving like Otherwise, you get stuck in your nine to five, and you just gotta try it. Gotta find something to pour into. Love it. Yeah, you get so much time in your early twenties. I love it. Um, good, Rick. You want to close us out here, uh, Mitch? I call him Rick. You can call him Rick if you want. His middle name is yeah. Frederick. That's where it comes from. There it is. I never. Yeah. Knew. No, I can close yeah. it out, man. That was a lot of really, really good things. Like the Zen saying, "Don't wait for it to come to you. Go to it." Uh, and Carol kind of along the same lines said, look at what's there and then ask the Lord what to do. Uh, and that just takes a lot of the burden and a lot of the ah off of the future. Because I know in college, it's so easy to look, do everything up to the point of graduation and then not think about what's going to happen. And then the closer you get to that point, you're like, oh, I don't know what this looks like. It's like black hole that I wasn't worrying about until right now. And it's, it's so easy to be anxious and yeah there's there's no need for that when you go like with what they were saying it's, all right we're going to get somewhere the lord has brought me this far he's not going to stop bringing me places he's not going to start stop giving me things uh and so as soon as you get to a spot you go all right lord what do you have for me um like i was living in antioch my senior year and i knew i had to get a job and i had no idea what to do i went to a conference and got this word with to do something with music i had no idea what that was going to be about and then I went into the uh the career fair and saw the river the, the radio station at the career fair and I was like snap that's the music thing and I ended up working there you just like laid that in my lap and then I was like all right I'm gonna need to live somewhere and then basically my my roommate in SPO who was like my older brother for a long time he was living in an apartment he's like hey the one upstairs is opening up if you want it you should start praying for it now and so I prayed for it and within a week I had the apartment and so it's these situations where like, all right, Lord, 
I need you to act. And he's gonna, he always acts. He always is there. So the burden is not on us. Like the Lord loves you too much for you to screw up your life. <laughs> you're not going to screw You can't screw up your life. If you're being faithful to him, he's going to be faithful to you. He always is. And so just take that anxiety. You can't screw it up. The Lord, the Lord's going to provide. Um, so there was a lot of things said. I'm going to boil it down to be real simple. We need to build and we need to build with people. If college was a time to sharpen the tools and get used to using your tools and figuring out what tools you have in the belt, now you can actually start building something. I feel like a lot of the time we look at college and we're going, okay, that was the end of the fun stuff. Now it's off to work and living a life and hashtag adulting, you know? And this is actually the point where we actually start to build something substantial, something exciting, something real. I feel like there's a lot of people um, and I can slip into this mindset too, where just because it starts taking time and patience and energy and time I don't have and money, the fun factor goes away. And so people just stop giving it their all, whether that's mission or, you know, other priorities in life. As soon as the honeymoon phase goes away and they just stop giving it their all. And so that persistence, that patience, uh, college, I don't think you're any less busy in life after college. Uh, I do think you're less flexible. Like in college, you've got a lot going on. And afterwards, you have a lot going on. But you have an eight-hour chunk of the day that's work. And then you have a couple hours after that to either eat dinner, hang out with friends, and you have five of those in the week and then come up with something on the weekend. So there's just these little spots of what are you going to do in that time. It's really easy to go home, especially in the wintertime, and get on Netflix and not do anything because that's easy, it's comfortable, but it's that persistence, those tools we learn in household, doing the dishes even when you don't want to, or making your bed every morning. It's like those small persistent things are the most important thing. Um, let me think, let me think, let me think. Yeah, I mean, that, that's, that's really it. If you picture um, we're building a house, the Lord is providing everything for the house. There's no need to worry about that. Uh, but what is important, and both of them have already touched on it, is community. Um, if we're doing a pilgrimage, if we're, if we're going to visit the Lord, you know, at the end of our life, it's way more fun if we're on this pilgrimage with other people. Uh, because in the hard times, they're the ones that are keeping you moving forward. And when they hit hard times, you keep them moving forward. And it's way more fun. And when you start to stray off the path, they're there to call you back in. So some sort of community, like Carol mentioned, whether that's a parish, whether that's a parish and some sort of, like for me, I'm in the same community as the Zins, the Cornerstone Covenant community. And these are just people that are committed, that are for running after the Lord in a very intentional way. And a structure that's similar to SBO, where we have uh, prayer meetings and we have things like that. We're living you know, somewhat close in the city so that we can continually see each other and call each other on. Um, whatever type of community that is, that's one of those moments where you got to start coming up to the Lord and be like, all right, Lord, I know I'm supposed to have community. What does this look like? Like the first thing, the first step I did coming out of college was me and a handful of guys were thinking, okay, going from a household of 11 guys to myself or just one other roommate seems pretty drastic. So let's do a transition step. Let's get a house of seven guys and then make a household that's loose but structured around other priorities like work and relationship and all this other stuff. So that's a transition step. Uh, so you can kind of learn. That's something we did that was really, really helpful. So uh, yeah, transition, building something, using the tools that you got in college to build something awesome, letting the Lord provide and uh, some sort of community are the big, the big points. So.
more just re-encompassing what they all said, but yeah. Good, we're gonna tie it all together. The hardest job. Um, cool, we love that. We got about 15 minutes here for questions. So uh, you can write them in the chat. You can unmute yourself and say them. They would love just like questions and some discussion time for you guys now. I have one. Uh, this is Nathan. So for those married couples, um, obviously, as you transition into marriage and living with each other, you still have your personal prayer. Um, but obviously, like now you have like more a greater sense of communal prayer with your your fiance or your now you know spouse. Um, how did that change moving into marriage compared as to what it was before? I would. Uh... Love to hear Carol and Mitch's responses also, because people ask us this all the time and all we share is what we do. So. And also you guys have more experience. <laughs> we, well, We're still living. Yeah, well, for us, I mean, just to answer, I don't know if this is answering the question, but like we have our own communal prayer or uh, individual prayer in the morning. And then like before bed, we pray together and we have a time of intercession. It's mostly, it's mostly just Thanksgiving and intercession. Um, that's like the super bare bones practical things, but maybe the, um, more experienced folks can talk to. <laughs> uh, in, in all humility, uh, just like your own personal prayer goes through seasons of super zealousness and super, I haven't prayed in like two days. What am I doing? Uh, and all, it's, it's the same thing when you're in marriage. Um, there's no program with a bow on it that I can say, this is what you do. Uh, it's kind of figuring it out for yourselves. Similarly to uh, the Zins, we take time for personal prayer um, and then pray together, uh, whether that's uh, before a meal or at the very end of the day together at a minimum. Um, but doing morning prayer, like we did uh, midday prayer through uh, Lent, and that was that was cool. Uh, we did our, our best to keep that consistent. But if anything, it's it's highlighting mercy on on each other when we're not uh, when we're not doing that. So it's adding that. I don't when you when you get married, you're not only taking on your own baggage, but you're taking on somebody else's, and you're giving yours to somebody else's. And so going through that with prayer is uh, is the same as everything else. It's a lot of mercy, and let's. Let's just do this together. So that's a humble note. <laughs> yeah, no, ours would be similar. I think we have tried a bunch of things. Um, I think it has been beautiful to pray morning prayer, like in parallel. Like we both are doing our personal prayer time at the same time. I think that is really beautiful. Just like, okay, we're both with the Lord, but, you know, separately, to get, but together. Um, and then we pray morning prayer together with our neighbors. And then uh, we usually like to spiritual book at the same time. So it kind of like keeps us like kind of thinking about a similar thing and kind of um, have a similar thing going through our minds and hearts. That's been good for us to like be reading something together. And then at night we kind of have gone through like they were saying different things. Like we before have like prayed a decade of the rosary before bed or done some praise and worship at night or um done night prayer and I think you just try to find what is working there's no reason to like do something uh, or to like force yourself into something that isn't life-giving at all so I think just experiment and see what works and 
and it's okay if you miss a day or if it doesn't work or a super, a super helpful thing that's been for us too one more note on top of that is just asking each other every now and then what's the lord doing in prayer yeah because <laughs> you might just say i haven't prayed in a while and i should probably get back into that or you have a really sweet conversation about what the lord's doing in the other person's life so Awesome. Thank you. Um, one more thing on that note, I think prayer, uh, it's important to know yourself and how you connect with the Lord, even in super practical ways. Like if I pray really early in the morning, it's typically not as, I don't know, I'm not as engaged. Jonathan every day wakes up at a certain time and eats breakfast and prays. I kind of have to wait till like 9 30, 10 on days that I don't work. So like if your spouse is a great person, great at praying in the morning, that doesn't mean you have to. I mean, if you both can, that's great. Like Carol said, doing in parallel could be really beautiful, but also know yourself. Carol, what was the toughest part about leaving Columbus and going somewhere else? Um, I think it was just like a blank slate, like who are the people, where do I start? We always joke that we had like transition friends. So like you get to a new place and then it's kind of like your college roommates. You just need a buddy. So there was like some people at the beginning that were like, okay, we're gonna spend some time together and it isn't like perfect, but we need each other right now. Um, and then and so that was hard. Like, I didn't really, I didn't know anyone. And there are people that like didn't quite click with, but they were the only people I knew. So we just, you know, would go hang out and do stuff. But uh, so slowly over the past couple of years, it's been able to like build up a strong community. I think the best part was like going to a new place and really being confident in who I was. And so I could like present myself like that. That was really cool of like, I actually know Jesus and I know who I am and I can do this, you know, that was cool. Thanks. How do you guys balance time like between each other as in like your spouse and also with like community and like, how do you know like when it's like too much and then also like for kind of like starting out after college and like finding like what like is it cornerstone am I going to get involved in like a group at my parish like how do you kind of like and I know that like is personal for discernment but how do you know like like is it too much to be involved I, I don't know I feel like right now I'm kind of struggling with like how much should I be involved in next year with like everything else going on I don't know if that makes sense but yeah no that definitely makes sense um I, I like the, the quote from Father Mike Schmitz that if, if you don't know what to do, it's your job to collect data. Uh, and so you don't have to commit to something where you don't know enough about it. You can kind of wade into both of them, figuring out, okay, Lord, where are you calling me? You don't have to look at it from a distance and go, was well, it this way on the fork of the road or this way on the fork of the road before you actually get there? Um, both of these things, parish life and community life, are set up in a way where you can take on responsibilities and in the midst of that go okay that's the that's the whole point so for for uh 
those of you that don't know, with Cornerstone, it's a big commitment because there's people running after each other for the long term. And so because of that, they've set up stages of, of commitment. So the first one is an affiliate. There's three levels. There's a publicly committed where they're, they're in it for the long haul. The second stage below that is underway, which is what me and my wife are at. And then the next stage below that is the affiliate. They're around feeling the waters out. And so they're going to the minimum amount of things, uh, minimum amount of commitments. They're just seeing what it's all about. Um, and then you're in that for a couple of years. And then if you think the Lord's calling you on to that, then you go up to the next underway stage, which is where we're at. Or parish life, you know, you're, you're taking on different responsibilities there. Uh, Laura and I are in the underway stage of community life, but we're also helping out with a lot of the music stuff at St. Matthew's, our, our home parish. Um, and we've led different small groups and stuff there for RCIA and different things. And so it's, it's figuring out, okay, we spend a lot of time at both. We think, at least for right now, Lord calling us this way, you know, for the foreseeable future. And so that's kind of how we made our decision making. Um, off that, um, I don't. I don't think this is necessarily completely addresses your question, but people may be wondering. Like, a lot of times it can seem like you have to. You either pick parish life or community life and that's just not true um they're not mutually exclusive um, they should be i mean they can be integrated they're yeah can be integrated so like i think the wilsons are doing a great job at st matthew's right yeah like they're there sorry miss you were muted can you say that again yes <laughs> <laughs> um they're not mutually exclusive the way i the way i've seen yeah they're not mutually exclusive is what i'm trying to say for it's it's a cheesy it's a cheesy metaphor um but it works for me so maybe it'll work for one of you if it doesn't i'm sorry but it was somebody said at some point it's where where you get the fire that you can bring somewhere else um like laura and i get a ton of fire being at a prayer meeting and being in our small groups in cornerstone like that's where we get that that burn and then we take that fire and we bring it to our parish and build up everybody else who has the, the time to lead things. We're those supporting people at the parish for right now. It could be in a couple of years or whatever that our responsibilities, you know, change, but that's the whole discernment process of, of community stuff. So taking the fire, you're getting someplace and, and putting it somewhere else, but something that was helpful for me, it may not be helpful at all, but. Yeah. I mean, I think all of life is like, learning what your priorities are and learning what you want to be doing. So I think you can't put the work of the Lord before the Lord of the work. So if you have to lead a Bible study, it means you didn't pray that day that you made a mistake, right? You made a mistake in priorities. Or if um, you stayed up so late at a parish event and now you're like exhausted at work the next day, you made a mistake. Um, and so just thinking about, like the the baseline of okay, I need I need to be in relationship with Jesus. I need to be in relationship with the people that I live with. I need to be showing up, doing a good job at my job, right? Those are some like, and I need to be healthy, right? I need to be sleeping. I need to be eating. Like I need to be doing all of those things. And then, like Mitch was saying, where where do I get life, and where can I pour out life? And just kind of starting there, and not being afraid to back off if something isn't working. And not being afraid to um, to just serve also. Like, the church needs people just to show up. 
for things. They don't need like a million people to lead. They need people to show up and set the atmosphere. They need people to show up and hear a talk and then go live a talk out, you know? And so being okay, like supporting and being okay, just um, being in the pews, I think is super important. Like you don't, you don't have to do everything. And also like setting boundaries for yourself. Like Ethan and I, we have to have one day of a week where we're not doing anything. Like that's a boundary. Um, and we, like I said, we, we don't go to every young adult event in the city. We go to the ones at our church and that's it. And so I think setting, looking at your life and making sure you have balance and order and then setting some boundaries for yourself and just being okay adjusting, you know, if like, if you're drowning, don't be afraid to cut back. Um, and if you feel like you want to serve more, like go where your, go where your heart is. John, any thoughts on that? Like, what are your thoughts on? No, you guys crushed it. I'm just thinking throughout all this, my only thing is um, things just take a lot long. Everything's slower when you graduate college. Making friends, like in a year in college, you'd be like, no, we're great friends. And then you'll have like a friend for a year after you graduate. And you'd be like, we like barely know each other. But that's, that's okay. That's how it works. Um, it's just patience. Um, Slow work takes longer. Is still good work. Yes. Yeah. So that this, I would say that's if there's one thing I could say, and everything you guys are saying, that's what I'm coming. Just like slow. Realize everything's slower. Um, it just takes longer. Like my best friend I had in when I lived in Kansas City, I met him. Um, I think it was like a flag football game we were playing. As it was like a intramural thing. Um, rec league intramurals for college. Um, it was a rec league and he, we were just chatting. He's like, dude, I do this Bible study on Wednesday morning. Do you want to come? I was like, absolutely. What time? He was like six o'clock. I was like, oh, okay. And I just like showed up every week. And like the first year is like good. And I kind of like for, I just like committed every week and showed up. And then like the second year, I really started to know this guy. And then like the third year, I'm like one of his like best friends and I'm at his wedding, you know? And it just took three years. It took three years. Um, so just look for little things like that. You never know. It's just putting yourself out there and realizing it takes a long time. Um, thank you to our awesome panelists. You guys crushed it. I, I was texting people. I was like, I was like, SPO actually puts out leaders. Praise God. Like, I was just like, it's just a reminder and a witness to the fact that like the Lord um, works in power, works in people's lives who want it. Um, you guys have been super generous with your lives and uh, the Lord is, he's, he's brought about powerful and wonderful things so um there's fruit tangible fruit but also just your joy and your witness so thank you for sharing that with us yeah thanks for having us and this is sweet i'm excited for everything like a year from now what's gonna what the lord's gonna do i don't know we'll see man um and then zen's popped his email in there on the chat if you have any questions zen's out there taking at osu.edu um 